From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, July 12th. A Utah committee is asking communities to help draw new voting district maps. Kaylee Foster with our partners at Utah Public Radio has the story. Four congressional, 15 school board, 29 Senate, 75 House. These are the districts that need to be redrawn this year during the October Legislative Special Session for redistricting. But because of COVID, the process that would normally start in May needs to wait until September. It's the census results that guides the schedule for this process. According to co-chair Representative Paul Ray, Utah does not even have the results back yet, which is the reason behind the delay in the start of the process. They'll drop what they call the legacy file on August 16th, and that's just the raw data. If you wait for the Census Bureau to refine the data, you will get that on September 30th. With the software that we've purchased and the company that we're working with, we can actually take that raw data refine it and be ready to go by September 1st. Town halls will start on September 2nd and the committee will travel all over Utah to talk to communities about their thoughts for the redistricting process. In the 2011 redistricting process, Ray says technology allowed them to open up the process for more input by accepting community-drawn maps. One of the current district maps was submitted by the public. If you have maps, please draw maps and submit them. We, you know, I would like to adopt all the maps from the public if we could. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we'll be looking at trying to do. The committee hopes that all maps they use will be submitted by the public. Barriers that may prevent this is the need for districts to have equal populations and possible gerrymandering. With Utah Public Radio, I'm Kaylee Foster. More information about Utah's redistricting process will be linked in the show notes of today's news. And tonight at 530, Grand County Commissioner Kevin Walker will be live on This Week in Moab to talk about the process locally. Americans' fossil fuel use dropped to its lowest point in three decades last year. The Mountain West News Bureau's Madeline Beck reports on those new findings. The U.S. used 9% less fossil fuel in 2020. That's according to the Federal Energy Information Administration. The agency says decreased transportation during the pandemic played a big role in that. Daniel Caffeine is an economics professor at CU Boulder. He expects us to use more fossil fuels this year as people take delayed family trips and go back to the office. But... You know, there's a lot of really interesting questions there about how much of it is temporary and how much of it will have some persistence. Like with people who continue telecommuting. Looking at other forms of energy, Americans used 19% less coal last year, its lowest level since federal agencies started tracking the data in 1949. Projections show that it'll rebound this year, but is expected to continue a longer-term national decline. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Madeline Beck. That report comes from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. Some college students in Arizona are finding help during the pandemic through a traditional Native American practice. From our partners at KJZZ's Tribal Natural Resources Desk, Gianluca D'Elia reports on how the Talking Circle is helping students in a virtual space. The Talking Circle is a spiritual healing ceremony known by many indigenous tribes for providing a sense of balance to the mind, body, and spirit. Talking Circle is a time to pray. We've been taught to pray always with gratitude. This is Roy Johnston. He's a traditional specialist and a member of the Choctaw Nation. We begin with a traditional cleansing, referred to as the smudge, using cedar, sage, and offering of tobacco. Johnston has been leading Talking Circles for more than a decade at the nonprofit clinic Native Health. 
Elders in Phoenix taught him the ritual. The pandemic halted Johnston's work until an opportunity came along to host an online circle for students at Arizona State University. He says he felt skeptical about leading it over Zoom at first. I didn't know if I could run one or not. And so I called my teacher. She said, normally, no, but because the way it is right now, you have my blessing to run it. Then with that blessing, a virtual talking circle series started last June with prayers, storytelling, and time for participants to say what's on their minds judgment-free. The talking circle also includes music like this traditional blessing song gifted to Johnston by friends from the Tahana Autumn Nation. The virtual talking circle has made an impact on participants like Angela Burks. She's a social work grad student and a member of the Pasquayaki tribe. Her husband died last July from alcohol abuse. And I was just at home dealing with my grief and doing homework. And so my participation with the talking circle was pretty consistent. I had nothing else to look forward to other than Talking Circle and any other virtual groups I was associated with. Almost every week, Burks joins a Zoom call with eight to ten other students who come from mostly indigenous backgrounds. COVID-19 has taken a toll on Native communities. The CDC reports higher rates of cases and deaths among American Indians and Alaska Natives than those of white Americans. The circle gives indigenous students like Burks a place to be vulnerable with people who get what she's going through. I cried. I, you know, laughed. I offered information, insight, whatever. It was my life for the whole um, fall semester. Laura Gonzalez Macias is the interim director of ASU's American Indian Student Support Services. She says practices like prayer and smudging, the burning of sage or other herbs, helped students navigate a challenging school year. If they were taking classes and something came up or they couldn't focus because something, you know, they were hearing from families, so-and-so got sick, so-and-so passed away. This was kind of another tool for them to be able to, again, get grounded. And key parts of the ritual, like smudging, can still be done remotely with a little help. Something that we do include what the talking circle is mailing them, um, cedar and sage. This is Kayla Ray Wakeland, Native Health's substance abuse and suicide prevention case manager. She joins ASU's talking circles to help students and connect them with mental health care if they need it. Everything right now is on a virtual platform, um, but it still feels the same as if we were um, in person. Um, and a lot of the students, we have seen them grow. About 49% of Arizona residents have received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. ASU plans for a full return to campus this fall. Gonzalez Macias says she hopes to introduce in-person circles when the time is right. But even without face-to-face gatherings, Roy Johnston says this spiritual ceremony still makes a difference. To be part of is so important to everybody, even especially during COVID. And this a talking circle provides even the person who is not Native American the opportunity to feel as their one and welcome them as a relative. This story comes from our partners at KJZZ's Tribal Natural Resources Desk in collaboration with Cronkite News. 
And that's the KZMU News for Monday, July 12th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.